Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes. Wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fun and Gains podcast. It has been a minute since I feel like I've done a little weekly recap because the last episode was a fun bonus episode where Darian and I talk all things nursing, CRNA school. I just always get so many messages about that, so I wanted to address that. But in today's episode, I am so excited. I am chatting with Jordan, Jordan T. Fit. She's on Instagram. She's on TikTok, and I love this girl because she is not afraid to lift heavy. And anybody who just loves to throw some weight around, I feel like I can relate to because there's not that many of us girls out there who can just kind of take command of the gym, take command of the weight room and be like, you know what, I belong here just as much as anybody else. And I love it. So I vibe with her. And I'm so excited for you guys to be able to listen to our conversation. Today, we are going to talk about bodybuilding. Jordan just did a competition, and so I'm going to ask her and have her dive in about that. How was prep? How is she doing mentally after having competed and being at her absolute leanest to now kind of gaining weight, which is a normal and healthy thing to do after prep because you get down to a super, super small and lean weight and just kind of how she's doing with all of that. And I'm just so interested to talk about this because I've never done a bodybuilding show and I don't think I ever will, but it's just very interesting to be able to hear about that and about the discipline that somebody can go through to be able to put themselves through that. And maybe some of you have done a bodybuilding competition and so you can relate to Jordan or you want to do that in the future or you're currently in this state too. I just feel like, you know, in the fitness space, there are a lot who still are into competing and everything. So I feel like this could be very helpful or just interesting to listen, to learn about, you know, bulking, cutting, reverse dieting and all of that. That's going to be fun. We're going to talk a little bit about building confidence in the gym, which is something that I feel like we all can just learn from and be reminded that we belong there. So we're going to see what Jordan's tips are and just talk about that a little bit. So I am really excited for this episode. I want to do a quick little weekly recap. I was in Utah this whole past week. My bestie Katie was getting married and it was so fun to be able to see her again, see her family because I grew up with them and just be able to chat, chat with some good old friends and just enjoy some time together. That was really, really fun and special. Her send off at her reception was we had to go down this 
water slide, like slip and slide. And it wasn't just a slip and slide though. It ended in this giant pool of water. And mind you, this is Utah. Okay. It's like 30 degrees outside. And the send off was going and just, we were all just soaked. And it was so fun because all the groomsmen were like, you know, counting down, getting hype. And then, you know, all the bridesmaids were like, oh, we're so cold. Like we're excited, but you know, it was just freezing. So we all just went down the slip and slide. It was a blast. It was so much fun. And I'm so happy for Katie and Driscoll, my besties. And you know what is funny is I didn't bring a change of clothes. I packed it even like I knew this was going to happen. So I packed it. I just left it at my aunt's house who I was staying with. And it was like right on my bed when I got home. And I was so mad. I forgot that because I just was driving home in my Jeep. I was just shivering like the whole way home. It was so cold driving with just, oh, I wish I had a change of clothes. It was so funny. They're like such a great memory, such great moments. And now I'm happy that I'm back home, but I'm so excited. Let's just go ahead and hop right into this episode and let's give Jordan a warm welcome and welcome her to the podcast. What's up, everybody? We're welcoming Jordan to the podcast. I am so excited she agreed to be on my podcast because Jordan and I look up to you and I'm excited to hear your story and everything that's kind of been going on. So go ahead and give everybody just a little bit of like an introduction about you. Yeah. Tell everybody who you are. Okay. Well, number one, that's so funny. You say you look up to me because you were one of the first Instagram accounts I followed when I made my fitness page. Um, Anyway, yeah, I swear. Um, so obviously my name's Jordan. <laughs> I'm a personal trainer. I work as an online personal trainer. I also do social media, TikTok, Instagram. I want to get into YouTube, but I stink at editing. So I need to teach myself how to edit. Um, i trying to think. I'm 22 years old. I live in New Jersey. I have for my whole life. And I think that's pretty much a rundown. I like dogs too. And obviously the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's liking the gym. That's something we pretty much have in common. <laughs> How did you like start your fitness journey? Would you say? Um, in high school, I tore my ACL. So your ACL is one of the main ligand ligaments in your knees. Um, I tore it twice playing soccer, and then I decided soccer was not for me because if I tore it another time, I probably wouldn't be able to walk later in life. Um, so I turned to physical therapy and when physical therapy was done, I brought my exercises that I would learn there to the gym and kind of just ran with it. And then as basic as this sounds at the same time, my high school boyfriend cheated on me. And oh. I think, I think Chloe Kardashian once said that the best body or the best revenge is a nice body or something. So <laughs> I took that and I ran with it and that's how it really started. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. I honestly, I feel like part of that is true, though. Like, nothing yeah, better than just getting really hot after a bad breakup. Yeah. And like, now I look back on it, I'm like, this sounds so dumb, but it worked and it did push me. But back then, I feel like I had no idea what I was even doing. Yeah. So, okay. Are, do you like working upper body or lower body better? Oh, gee, that's a good one. I would say, I don't know. My two favorite things are back and quads. So I think I would say lower body, specifically quads. Yeah. Well, your quads are fantastic. So thank you. That's understandable. That's definitely something I've been working on too, is growing quads. Are you into pre-workout? If so, what is your pre-workout of choice? 
I am into pre-workout. Um, I have my dog right next to me. He's being bad. So I had to come over here. Um, I am into pre-workout. I work with a company called you can beam. Um, and they have this one flavor that I'm literally obsessed with. Like they have other flavors too, but like, I don't really like them as much. Um, it's called sour blue gummy. I think I'm actually immune to pre-workout at this point, which is so bad to say, but I took it this morning and then ended up not working out because my head hurt. And I think the pre-workout and the caffeine in it really just messed me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's not good, but that flavor, that flavor sounds pretty good. It sounds yeah. Pretty it's, good. it's amazing. <laughs> okay. One more gym what question. What is your like go-to gym song right now? One song that you can oh, always geez. count on. Hit that PR. What is it? I think it's, I think it's called the woo. <laughs> the woo? It's like, I think, I, I think it's my pop smoke. I don't even know. Okay. Pop smoke. It's, all right. It's like, um, I think it's a TikTok song. Who knows? I don't Dude, even know. Why are the TikTok, TikTok songs so fire? They really are. And like, that's the thing. When I go to look for music, I literally type in like trending TikTok songs. Yeah. For the gym. <laughs> They're so fire. Alrighty. So let's get started. How did you, I guess, how did you get started in the social media space in the first place? Was it through TikTok? Did you just start posting on TikTok and that's kind of like what blew up for you? Yeah. Um, no, I actually, I started my fitness Instagram in 2018 and then there was probably like 500 followers, like all my friends from like high school and stuff. And I actually, my first video on TikTok wasn't even a fitness video. It was me throwing my animals onto my bed in slow-mo and George Lopez like theme song music was in the back and the video like I didn't even have my notifications on because I didn't really even know how to use the app I kind of made the video just to, like show my mom and my sisters I was like look how funny this is yeah and then I was actually sitting in college one day and someone that I didn't even know like walked up to me and they're like Dude, your your video is like blowing up I was like what are you talking about and I went on TikTok and it was like at like two million views in like two what? days and then I think till this day, I think it's almost at like, it's sitting at like 10 million, but that was back in 2019. And then I had like a base following because, you know, when people like see a viral video, they'll, they'll follow you, whatever. Yeah. Um, so then I had a base following of like 30 K and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I not posting my fitness stuff? So I started posting that. And I think one of like the third videos I posted, it was like me flexing my abs when I was really just super skinny and had like a a six pack at the time. Um, that video like blew up like 22 million views. And then mm. from there it was like, you know how the algorithm works. It's like one video does super good. One just really bad. One gets you shadow banned. Like dude, seriously, so it's been years, but I think like quarantine was a really big milestone for me because I was doing like a third, uh, I think it was like a 30 day quarantine workout or something on there. And then of course people go from TikTok to Instagram, then Instagram to like your business. And it's crazy how social media works, but it's been like four years now. It's crazy to think about. Time flies. That's so cool though. Like congrats. And who would know that throwing your dogs in slow-mo on your bed would you to where you are today. <laughs> that is so I know. Funny. Whenever people ask me that, I'm like, this is really embarrassing. But like I didn't get like a base following because of fitness or my body I'm like nope it's George Lopez me throwing it up do you still have those dogs yeah it was um when I used to live with my mom it was my my puppy 
he's not a puppy he's nine years old he just looks like a puppy I call him a puppy Mm -hmm. Uh, it was him and then my mom had three cats so like I videotaped it put it in slow-mo and just people loved it some people were calling me an animal abuser and then that's when I started to realize like people on the internet are really really mean yeah which till this day they still are but like I got over it (laughs) I'm sure you know people are like nasty yeah on people, the internet <laughs> I and i don't know what it is about tiktok it's definitely the most toxic of all of the oh apps. my gosh yeah. So, yeah i don't even understand I don't, it i don't think instagram i think i have like a like 85 percent women are following mm-hmm. so like i never i don't think i've ever really gotten like hate from another female on instagram but like then there's like creepy men but like yeah tiktok is brutal They'll find one thing, like one thing they don't like about you. And then all of a sudden there's an army of people agreeing with them. And you're like, what even just happened? (laughs) You're like, what? literally what just happened? Like this? Oh, yeah. Nope. That's exactly how it is. That's a great way to describe it. (laughs) Yep. It's an army of haters. That's what I look at. I usually just delete the comments, but. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Are there any other tips for dealing with hate? I bet actually now that we're on that topic. Oh, yeah. What else? Um, Let me think. I feel like. Up until like two years ago, I used to really let things like that bother me. Like I've had people do at my videos and like tell me I look dumb or tell make fun of my body. Like and it's always men too. It's never females. It's always men. Um, I, I mean, feel that's like kind of I got to yeah. I feel yeah. like I got to the point where I'm like I like myself for who I am, and I don't really care what other people think. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, if I always look at it, if someone's talking down about someone else, they're probably insecure within themselves. So that's how I got over it. Um, and I think everybody, I feel like everyone realizes that at some point, but it's the earlier, the better, because who wants to waste time in their life being mad at other people? I don't know. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I love that. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I totally agree. It's like, you've got to just find a piece. It's like, I'm happy and satisfied with who I am and know that not everybody's going to like you. Cause there's like even certain oh, yeah. like, actors and actresses where I'm like, I don't really care for them. Like I don't, you know, I like not that I don't like them, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of find myself saying that. And I'm like, oh, people say the same thing about me. And like, that's OK. I'm not saying this in like a mean way, but you don't vibe with everybody. And like, that's OK. Yeah. So, and like everyone has their own opinions. Yeah. Everybody has their own opinions. So you need to just not take it personally. And at the end of the day, like be comfortable with who you are. And yeah, but it's tough. Yeah. I just I would say just block. I block people like on the daily, like yeah. people that whether they're like bots or people that actually like don't like me for some odd reason I always look at it I'm like why do you not like me I always yeah, like, like wonder but who yeah, knows I'll what's never the know beef? what's the beef man? Like, literally like people I don't even know I'm like what did I ever do <laughs> yeah I haven't even it's met okay. you and you don't like me <laughs> yeah it's okay it happens and yeah. I always tell everyone you can't please you can't please everyone there's gonna be like someone once told me there was like they were when I used to get upset about the stuff they're like for every one hater you have like 10 supporters yeah like so now whenever I see like someone hating on me I'm like I well I have like an army of females that like love lifting because of me yeah no that's <laughs> Which a- is kind of like a confidence boost <laughs> totally I love that the the one thing that like I always think of too is like not everybody likes peaches I don't know why that's like what I first saw but I'm like it's like one of those sayings that I saw on Pinterest and I'm like that's so true like you could be the juiciest best peach in the world but some people just genuinely don't like peaches like you don't have to be upset about that you know everybody has different tastes so those little things I really like that don't you I've like never that? heard that but 
I, I am speaking. Of, I don't like peaches. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what I'm so, saying? Like, I love a good peach, but there are people who just like simply like they just don't like them and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So you just got done with the show, right? I want to, I want to yes. <laughs> dive into this because I have always like thought about, should I do a show? Should I not? I don't, I definitely don't think I will ever do one, but it's so interesting to be able to talk to somebody who's done one because I just see all these people do them. And I'm like, I want to know like mentally how that is like going up into the prep and then post. So kind of however you want to dive into yeah, that, yeah. whatever you feel comfortable um, sharing. No, I'm so open about everything. Um, so speaking of, I also never imagined myself ever doing a show. I kind of always just lifted like for fun and then it became my job. And I don't know. And I've always looked at like people like that. And I'm like, I don't think I could ever do that. Like have a specific food and like, you can't eat specifics, um, depending on your coach, of course, which I'll talk about. But I reached out to this guy, Alex Toplin, um, who's now my coach. And he was coaching my best friend who out of nowhere was like, I'm going to prep. And I was like, good for you. Like I would never be able to do it. And she was like, no, do it with me, do it with me. And at first I was like, no, I like, I was in the middle of like transitioning from like my actual job to just social media. So it was a lot. Um, so I told her no. And I just had him write me like a meal plan because my eating habits in this, this past summer were not good. And I was like, I need to get this under control. So I hired him for that. And then I was asking my friend, Sydney, the one that was her first prep as well. And I was like, why are like, what made you want to like prep and compete? And she said, she just wanted to challenge herself for something that she's never done before. And that kind of like stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? And she's my full inspiration to why I even competed. Um, so then I told my coach, Alex, I'm like, look, I love the meal plan, but I think I'm ready to compete. And he was so excited for me. And then, so we transitioned from like a lifestyle client to a prep client, meaning there's no leeway room. Like as a lifestyle client, you have like, you can go out with your friends and have a drink, but like prep, it's like no bullshit. Like you can't mess it up. Um, so I prepped for, I think a total of 10 weeks, which is shorter, but it also worked in my favor because I was already in a cut. So I didn't have to lose a lot of weight. I think in total, I lost 14 pounds. Um, I'm trying to think. So the 10 weeks went by. I honestly didn't have a hard time with prep solely because I was so busy in my actual life. I went through like a breakup with my boyfriend of three years and, oh. but it's okay. <laughs> um, Again, another then, breakup fueling these results. <laughs> yeah, of oh. course. Literally. And honestly, I think the breakup was good because it allowed me to focus so heavily on the prep. And then the prep with the breakup, like I like couldn't even think about the breakup at the time. So they kind of just went hand in hand, um, but I'm okay. And everything was for the better. So then I was really just focusing on myself and I had like my best friend I was prepping with at the time. And then my other best friend that does photography for me, he was prepping. So it's like great that I had people to surround myself with that were doing the same thing. Um, I was going to do a show in Texas. It's called Summer Shredding. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's by uh, Alphalete. I haven't heard of it, um, but I th I think a couple people did that because I saw some people go over there and yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I, I was going to do that show and then me and my coach decided that it wasn't enough time. So I did an NPC one two weeks after that. 
but my friends that were prepping with me did the Texas show. So the hardest part I would say about prep was being in Texas while still on prep. Because I got to see my friends, like, in, like after the show, you binge, you enjoy yourself. You're, like, shoving donuts down your throat. And I just was sitting there with, like, my 30 grams of oatmeal. Like, it wasn't fun, oh. and it was hard. And traveling in, like, the airport, I, like, have a video of myself on the airplane taking, like, hot water, pouring it into my, like, protein oatmeal. Like, it was horrible. Um, so that was definitely the hardest part about prep. And then... Mentally, I never really struggled up until peak week and peak week is the week of your show leading up to it, where you go through zero carb days. And obviously we know that carbs give us energy. So like trying to push through lifts when you have no carbs in you was horrendous. Um, I can't even imagine. It was, it was so hard. I remember I showed up to the gym and I, and like, you can't take pre-workout or have sodium that day as well. So I was like running on negative E. It was horrendous. Um, Pushed through that. Me and my friends, actually, my show was in Florida. Like I said, that's a 22 hour drive from Jersey. And we decided to drive to save money. Um, So we were like stopping at gas stations, like prepping our food in the gas station parking lot. It was just crazy. And then show day came and it was awesome. But I think the worst part is definitely post-show where I'm at now. Um, So like I said, I did lose 14 pounds. So when I started the prep, I was at 127. And then the morning of the show was 113, which I haven't been 113 pounds since I was in like seventh grade, which was the weirdest (laughs) feeling ever. Um, After the show, me and my friends, we all went out for like burgers and there were snacks. People brought us stuff. And we, like, I've never tried, I wasn't even hungry and I was still eating the food because it was there and I was allowed to eat it. And it was kind of like uncontrollable, which I knew was going to happen. Um, and then now I'm three weeks post-show and I am just like, I feel like I have it under control until it becomes nighttime and then it goes downhill. Like, yeah, that's why I'm so happy we're talking right now because I would most likely be starving right now for like not even starving, but I'm eating a lot right now. I'm in like what they call a reverse diet. So, um, just kind of, I'm past my maintenance calories now. Technically now I'm in a bulk, but it's hard. It's so hard. I think the hardest part is definitely either controlling the hunger because like you have the leeway room. Like I said, like you're still on a strict meal plan, but you have room to like have that cookie one night. But once you like have haven't had this food in so long like now you know that you're allowed to without messing up because there's no show coming up yeah it's hard to control yourself um so it's really all about self-discipline and I'll be the first to say my self-discipline the past two weeks has not been there and now it's hitting me hard because I gained 12 pounds back which is normal and it's natural you can't stay that lean for long it's not healthy um and then the body dysmorphia is like through the roof I literally, me and my, me and my friend are both going through it. My, the girl, Sydney that I competed with, she like looks at me. She's like, you look so good. Like, I wish I looked like that. And then I look at her. I'm like, you look so good though. And like, we both look in the mirror and we like hate what we see. And it's, it's so hard. Like today when I was at the gym, I didn't even want to take my sweatshirt off and I was sweating bullets. And I'm like, I don't even want to look at my stomach right now. But in reality, it's like, this is my normal look. Yeah. But, but going from being so lean to just gaining 10 pounds in a week and a half, like that's mentally 
just a huge toll on your brain and it's hard and I'm trying to like push past it but waking up every morning and like not seeing like you have a flat stomach like I had on prep like it's hard yeah but we're working through it (laughs) no I love that there's so there's so much that I want to dive into with this the first thing being I feel like that's why I never wanted to do a show because I knew I would compare myself at my leanest which is Mm -hmm. unrealistic for a long period of time like you literally are going through so much to get your body to the leanest for the show which it has like a purpose you know you're not just like Mm -hmm. doing all of these things and like dehydration and all that stuff you're doing it for a purpose and for a short short term but then to turn around and as you get back to like a normal healthy weight to see yourself have to gain that when you're like man I looked so good and you always like look back on those photos That's why I've always been so hesitant because I feel like that would just mess me up in the brain. Like I know for a fact that you are not alone and I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that you have a friend that is going through this with you because that would also be really lonely because I just feel like that would be so hard. So like it's it's hard. (laughs) It's like like I know when I when I started prep, I was 127 and that's when I always felt my best. Like I had legs. I had you looked amazing. I had like little waist, not little waist, but still like a shape to me. Um, and then lost the 14 pounds. I was literally like, I look back at pictures, like you said, and my face was like skeleton. Like it was, and I never realized it until I look back and I'm like, holy shit. Like that was me literally three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I see so many people and I knew it was going to happen. I had my coach tell me like, be prepared for the body dysmorphia to hit because he knew it was going to hit and it hit hard. (laughs) But like I said, I'm doing another show in June. So right now it's kind of just like a growing phase. And I go back and forth because like having all this food, like I feel on top of the world, I feel so full and strong. But as soon as I like go to wear an outfit I was wearing a few weeks ago, like a cute sports bra, whatever it may be, I look at my stomach and I don't see the abs or like the tiny waist anymore. And my waist went from like, a 28 to a 25 on prep and now it's back up at 27 again so it literally just like everything just bounced straight back and it's so so hard on your mental health but I keep like I said telling myself that everybody goes through it and if I want to grow like I'm gonna have to be uncomfortable yeah how do you feel like your eating habits do you feel like that's kind of set you back mentally with eating do you feel like because you know I feel like before you you know, on a cut, you're just kind of like, you know, you can kind of eat normal. You have that leeway, like you said, but then Mm -hmm. on prep, not having that leeway to then going back to that and just like being able to eat as much food. Do you feel like, I guess, what are some tips that you're trying to do to get your eating habits back to where, you know, you can eat regularly. You don't have to like feel guilty about that, but then like finding a controlled balance Cause you've had to go from like normal to extreme to now like finding a normal again. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that, <laughs> yeah, qu- no, that question was all over the place. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. So before I've never like had a bad relationship with food before I even decided to prep, I was always eating clean, but I would like, if my friends wanted to go get ice cream or something, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, for sure. So I always, I always follow like the 80, 20 rule. So I am very thankful for my coach because he did write me up like a very structured and detailed plan. And if I follow the plan, like spot on, like he's like, have a cheat meal or have a refeed, like something like that. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like tips. I guess I always try to tell myself like the food's always going to be there. Like you don't need to shove down food, like food down your throat because it's in that moment. Like food is always going to be there. And if another big thing for me is if it's there and I see my friends eating it, like then I'm going to want to eat it, which is kind of like a peer pressure thing on my end, but Mm -hmm. it's all mental and it's all self-discipline. And some days are harder than others. I know this weekend I went to Florida to visit some friends and when they were like let's all go get ice cream and I already ate like crap for the whole day I'm like yeah let's go get it but then like afterwards you feel like shit so I guess one of my biggest tips is like before you go indulge in something that you know isn't the best for you in that moment like think about how you're gonna feel afterwards yeah because that's how I even like with workouts I always tell myself when I don't want to work out I'm like think about how good you're gonna feel though (laughs) but yeah yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I know a lot of times I don't want to work out or do something. And I just, you know, you have to think a little bit long term and past that moment. That always helps. I want to talk about yeah. reverse dieting, though. People always have questions. Do you want to just give a quick kind of like, yeah, description of that? Because a lot of people, yeah, I'll, I'll say what I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, Go so ahead. <laughs> reverse dieting is essentially um, just slowly increasing your calories back up to your maintenance calories um, after being in a long-term cut and or prep. So I don't like to drop calories. So I'm just going to like say X calories. If I was at X calories, like very low for two weeks, and then the show came, I would slowly add like a hundred to 200 calories per week until I'm back at my maintenance. So that's essentially what a reverse diet is. And then I did that I didn't follow it well, clearly. Like I said, the food was just hard. Um, And then now I'm back into like the bulking. So it's kind of just, I guess the most important part of the off season is the reverse diet because I know people that jump right into bulking straight after or they just binge, 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 and then they gain 20 pounds. And that was like the scariest part for me because I know it's so possible for people to gain 20 pounds in like three days. Yeah. Your body's just like your your it's your mind, really. Your mind is like, you haven't had this, you need it, you need it. And like it's all restrictive and that's a whole nother conversation, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's I feel like it would be so hard just mentally, like both mentally and physically, because of the restriction previously, but having to like be able to be so disciplined afterward after not having all those foods, I would yeah. Props yeah, and I'm the you. first to admit it, like I'm not the most disciplined, like, and I told myself coming home on the plane yesterday from Florida, I was like, tomorrow morning, you're eating on plan because the way I felt after coming home from just binging all week and not even binging, just like overindulging, I guess you can say, I felt like trash this morning in the gym. I was upset with the way I looked because my body's holding on to all the water and all the food I ate over the weekend. I'm like, this is a constant reminder as to why I work out every day and why I do clean choices. <laughs> um, so that's my self-discipline right there. But self-discipline is not always a hundred percent on my end. I will admit that. Well, I don't think anybody's perfectly disciplined either. Like it also is the holiday season where we're visiting family more and we're taking time off from the gym. So it's hard finding that balance between like not feeling guilty, but also like pushing yourself of like, okay, no, I can do this. I'm just being lazy. So like finding that balance between that. So don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. And it is, it's hard, (laughs) but it's also normal and natural to hold on to more water weight. You know what I mean? Like if you need to hear that, like just know that that's okay and normal. And 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be okay. I know you know that, but I just like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, I want to give you a hug, but it's okay. No, it's okay. I think um, we're all it's our just own like, worst critics. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. I just feel like I'm constantly thinking about like what I looked like just three weeks ago. It's like night and day difference. Like all my weight went to my lower body. I mean, show day, I literally looked like I had no butt. Like it literally just looks like a muscle. And now like two weeks later, my butt is like, I don't want to say it's fat, but there's more fat around it now. And I'm like, this yeah. happened so fast. But we love it. We want for. it. Yeah, we're grateful <laughs> for <know>. that. <laughs> and I, I keep telling myself that too, because like me and my my friend, like the night of the show, I'm like, we're like, now it's time to get thick. We are so excited. Yes. Like I loved bulking. And then now that like I gained like the, I feel like it would be so much better on my mental health if I did it the 10 pounds slowly. But I made mistakes. Everybody does. And it came on faster than usual. And that's why it's so hard. But now I know for the next show, like, what do I do to stop this from happening? Um, or what can I do better? I should say. <laughs> yeah, you got this. Next time you'll be a pro. You got this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L lp.com slash brit skincare from the sea you got that right i'm introducing you to the brand osea if you have not heard of them yet this company is called osea it stands for ocean sun earth and atmosphere and it is an amazing skincare and body care company this company is vegan and cruelty free they're climate neutral certified and ocean positive it is a clean beauty company it checks all of the boxes i love these products so much i actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Serious props to you for... <laughs> no, seriously. It, it's not something I think I could ever do. And I'm, I'm always so impressed at the discipline it even takes to train and go into prep and just 
be dedicated to that in the first place. So props, seriously. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited for the next one. (laughs) Yeah. So I really wanted to have you on the podcast because you're a fellow gym lover of just lifting heavy weights. And I feel like Uh that's why I was first just drawn to you is because a lot of people are intimidated by the weight room or just intimidated to lift heavy and you're always pushing for new PRs. And like, I I love that about you. And I love that about your page, (laughs) constantly inspiring women to just like, go after it, like, cut the excuses and just push and motivate others. So I kind of want to talk about like building confidence in the gym and maybe how others can get to that point. What are kind of some things you would say helped you, you know, get into the weight room initially and feel like you can go in there and, you know, slam some heavy weight around? Yeah. So, um, when I first started going to the gym, I went on the Stairmaster. I was that basic girl <laughs> that literally just went to the gym, just go on the Stairmaster. Everyone's and I somewhere. actually, yeah. And that's how I always tell people, all my clients are like, I just do the stairs right now. I'm like, we're going to push some deadlifts. We're going to get you some PRs. But, um, I think I actually have Instagram videos of myself from like 2017 or 2018 and I would cut the head off of the video because I was embarrassed that people would like look at my face and I look back on them and I'm like girl what what why were you so scared I'm trying to like I feel like once I started seeing others um Gymshark athlete Denise Moberg is that her name love her love Love her. her my I used to have her back in 2017 as my screensaver like She's always been a huge inspiration to me, um, alongside many other girls that lift heavy and they don't look like, like Denise, like I look at her body, like even after the kids and I'm like, you are so muscular and built. And I've always wanted to look like that. I never wanted to really like be super skinny. I always wanted to look strong because I like my natural body type from playing sports is like, I don't want to say built, but I would say on the, like stronger side like I don't have natural curves I don't that's just not me so I looked at her and I looked at myself and I'm like that's achievable so I think seeing her in the weight room and then of course like seeing other females in the weight room at my own gym my hometown gym like that's what really got me into it and then I I feel like watching others in the gym and then training with like my guy friends that are were more experienced in the lifting area like that's what really brought me out of my comfort zone definitely social media has changed my, I feel like I was in a shell my whole life. And then going on social media and just talking to like thousands of females or males, whatever it may be like that really opened up the shell that I was stuck in. And my personality started like blossom. Um, so I feel like people would see me on social media and then like, I would be like in the gym, like all to myself. And I'm like, why are you acting different when you're like, you're on your phone? So I feel like definitely just being myself and seeing that I was inspiring others to get into the gym I felt like I almost had like a responsibility or like a job to show females like this is achievable so this is how you do it x y and z push the weight don't be embarrassed like all my tiktoks are based around like females in the weight room or don't care if a guy looks at you at the gym like who the heck cares (laughs) but I think I would say like over time confidence is just learned and built so I definitely was not confident I used to like hide in the I used to hide in the gym in like the dark back room yeah and do my little crunches and then 
now I, I have no shame. I'll like walk in with booty shorts and a sports bra because I like the way I look now. And I'm like, let me just deadlift in front of the whole gym. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just also another thing, like we said earlier, just like learning not to give a shit what other people think of you. Yep. I mean, I'm sure like I get dirty stairs all the time at the gym. I don't care. I'm sure people look at you, people look at everyone and I'm like, why are like, why even like give them the attention? I just like do my own thing. So I think top tip would just be get comfortable with yourself um, and then just like bring it to the gym and just shine. I always tell people like if they're scared to go to the gym, like put your favorite music on, wear your, wear your cute outfit, going with the plan. And I think it, like I said, it's just learned over time because everybody, like you said, starts somewhere and I'll be the first to say I was so scared of even going to the gym in the first place. Yeah. And then like four years later, here I am. Here you are dominating it. And I love it. I love that you said <laughs> confidence is learned because I think it's something that really does need to be put into practice. And the more you go, the more comfortable you feel. Like the more yeah. I know I go to the gym, even when I go to a new gym, because I move all the time. Every mm-hmm. time I'm in a new gym, I get scared because I'm like, oh, like, that's know how people. I am too. Yeah. It's like, I don't know these people. I don't know this crowd. It seriously takes me like at least a week a month, two months, three months to feel completely comfortable and confident in a gym. So like you have to give it that time and it's so learned. But those like baby steps, like you said, I'll reiterate, wearing a good outfit, (laughs) having a fire playlist and having a plan like before you go to the gym of just like what to do, I think those are crucial. And then also just not caring what people think. Like you belong there just as much as anybody else in that gym. And like, don't compare yourself to others because everyone has been a beginner before. And yeah, you just got to not care. Yeah. I always tell people, oh, what do I say? Like, they're like, I'm scared someone's going to judge me or I'm scared someone's going to stare at me. I mean, and then I either say like, everybody's in the gym for the same reason. Like they're there to work out. They're there Mm -hmm. to better themselves. If they're wasting their time staring at you, like who's the bigger person there? You are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people are too focused on themselves to even like care about you. Oh yeah. That's (laughs) me in the gym. Like that's me. Yeah. No, I'm literally like too concerned about like my workout and what's going on with me then to like care about what other people even are doing. Yeah. I just, I like zone out when I'm in the gym. Once my music gets playing, I literally like, and I find myself like having this like resting face. And I like have had people that I'm friends with now. And they're like, yeah, when you first moved here and came to the gym, like you looked really mean. And I'm like, no, I'm just in the zone. Yeah. So if I'm like staring at someone, it's not purposely. Yeah. It's like, I'm in the zone thinking about like what I'm about to do next. (laughs) Dude, I I feel so bad sometimes I'm in the gym and I'll just like totally zone out like in a direction. I'm not even like looking at anybody. I'm just like zoning out in a certain direction. And I'm like, these people probably think I'm staring at them. Like I need to like turn and look the other way or just look down because sometimes I'm just like such in a zone yeah in a trance that's what I'm saying and I'm like dude these people probably think I'm staring at them but I'm not oh yeah no it's okay I like even like on the opposite end of this like if I see someone that looks really good I will look at their physique and I like (laughs) yeah hopefully like if people listen to this and they go to my gym and I stare at them I'm like it's not any bad intentions I just like really admire people that work out and like build their physiques but (laughs) confessions of Jordan on this podcast yeah I literally I'm like sometimes I like girls specifically I'll look at them and I'll like not compare myself and I'm like wow I wonder what she does to look like yeah you're like okay let me like see what she's doing let's copy it and I'm sure people probably do the same like I've had girls like I see them staring at me and I'm like 
do they not like me or something? Then they'll come up to me and be like, I follow you on TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought you just didn't like me. <laughs> like, it's just like faces in the gym are deceiving. I guess yes. moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of times, no same. Like I'm like, oh, I don't think people are nice, but you know, then you talk to them and they are nice and you know, faces are deceiving. I agree on that. <laughs> Have you, how, do you get hit on in your gym a lot or not really? No, I feel like any gym I go to, I never really get hit on, which my ex-boyfriend used to be like, all these guys try to look at you. I'm like, really? Cause none of them talk to me. Yeah. But I, then again, I think it's because I come across, like I'm just there to work out. Yeah. Like I'm not there to like mess around, chat, socialize. And yeah, I mean, I've had like my fair share of like creepy experiences, but they're not like, I've heard like horror stories of girls, like being followed to their cars after the gym. Oh yeah. Like something, something creepy. Like that's never happened to me. I think I just kind of mind my own business. Like I'll say hi to people like when I'm not lifting, but at the same time, I I don't think so. I like never get hit on. I'm like, maybe guys just look at me in the gym. They're like, she looks scary. You're just out of their leagues. (laughs) I think. I, I I think I look like intimidating because I'll catch myself like at the end of my videos like when I'm done lifting my face just goes so straight and I'm like you look scary like I'd be scared if you were standing next to me I'm only five foot two too and I'm like I promise I'm not scary we're the yeah, same height I know it's so whenever I meet people on so from social media I'm like they're all like you're so tiny I'm like you're so tiny yeah like everybody looks taller on social media I swear yeah but, I think yeah I don't think so. I've had like a maybe one creepy experience. I moved um, like six months ago into an apartment. I've had one creepy experience and it was just a guy saying that. What did he say to me? Something along the lines of I only like you're not supposed to record in the gym, but like I know the manager and I asked him if it was okay. Um, And the guy came up to me. I was like, you know, you can't record. And I was like, oh, like he said it's okay whatever the manager's name is I can't think of it um Dominic I was like he said it's okay like he knows like my Instagram is my job like this is what I do and then he's like yeah you're only getting away with it because you're like you you're wearing that you look hot like so and it was just like I had it all in the Ugh. video because I was mid recording I'm like why oh. is this happening to me why? but other than that like I see other girls get hit on in the gym like yeah. and I just kind of like watch from a distance and I'm like not that I wish that was me because I don't, but I'm like, this actually does happen in real life. Like, yeah, I see like, stuff on TikTok. I'm like, is this staged or is this real? I don't know. Dude. Yeah. I think that too. And I see some TikToks. Okay. So I was just in Utah visiting my friend and <laughs> listen to this. So my friend got hit on and, but she was, this guy was trying to like have her promote some type of like water bottle. He was like, your physique is out of this world. Like you look so amazing. And like, I'm just standing there next to her. Hasn't even looked at me. Hasn't noticed me. I don't really care. I'm like, yeah, Katie's hot. Like go talk to her. Like she's great. But I'm literally like, we're shoulder to shoulder. Doesn't, doesn't talk to me. Doesn't pay any attention. Cause I have like a big baggy pump cover on. That's and me. yeah, no, like literally. And she's just, you know, she's already like warmed up and she's taken hers off. So he's just like totally hitting on her, like wants her to promote this thing of his, whatever. And he like walks away, doesn't talk to me. Anyways, I take my pump cover off <laughs> halfway through the workout. Who comes over? This same guy and says, you know, before you were wearing that big baggy thing and I couldn't see your body but you've got a great physique too. And he tried oh, to have me promote this water bottle. I'm like, bro, first of all, first of all, I was standing right next to her. You did not acknowledge me. You did not care. But now that I took my, you know, 
shirt off. Now you care? Um, I was like, sir, I am not interested. And I turned around and walked away. I was like, how are you going to do that? Like, I'm with you on the pump cover thing. I actually usually only take them off if I'm recording upper body. Like I'll keep it on for the first three sets. Yep. Last set. I'm like quickly. And then I put it right back on because I don't know why. I don't care if people stare at me at the gym. Like I know like some girls get really creeped out, but I'm like, it's a body. Like that's yeah. how I view bodies. I'm just like, everybody has a body. Like who cares? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't creep me out unless someone like takes it yeah. the step further to like come up and be like, you look sexy. And I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm like, bye. I'm like, <laughs> coming oh back God, on. I don't, I don't mess with that. I was like this dude, I'm about to, I'm about to throw hands. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, now that you took that off. I'm like, you're such a, Ew. you're such a yeah, creep. I, I hope that doesn't happen to me ever (laughs) (laughs) i agree i hope it doesn't happen to you ever too or anyone or anyone yeah (laughs) may that man never go to a gym again (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh well what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self let's hear it some advice i was actually i was thinking about this today um in life i have two things in life not to stress about the smallest minorest inconveniences I feel like when I was probably 16 or 17 any little thing that went wrong I thought my world was ending and now I take a step back and I just let I'm like the day's gonna happen like everything's gonna happen for a reason like everything's gonna fall into place so I would tell myself like stop stressing over every little thing like life will work out like whatever it may be um when it comes to like fitness health the gym I would probably tell myself that there's so many, there's so many good ones. Um, probably not to rush, like get in the sense of like results. I love that. I used to, I used to be like that whack job that bought like the skinny, what are those things called? Like the waistband wrap things, like the sweatpants. No, I bought a waist trainer and I read somewhere on someone's, I don't remember if it was on the internet, whatever it was, that if you sleep with it, if you sleep with it on, yeah. So I would crush my organs every single night when I was like 15 years old. And then I would wake up and wonder like, why it didn't do anything. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and then I look back on it and I'm like, that. I like try to erase that from my memory, honestly. Dang. But yeah, no, I used to rush everything. And if I didn't see results, I was like, how come like this girl looks like that? And like, of course, there's like clickbaits and stuff, but yep. Or just like probably the confidence thing is probably a better one to say. Like, not everyone's going to be confident as soon as they start. But confidence again is learned. And you're not always going to be comfortable where you are, but it will get better <laughs> type of thing. Dude, I love that. Those were all golden nuggets. <laughs> I just seriously. have so many things. I literally like look back when I was younger and I was like, there's so many things I would say or change. But like, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I, Clearly I, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree on that. Like patience, just like waiting and ha- let, knowing that it just takes time. I think like having a baby has also taught me that like I knew before I had Vinny, I was like, I'm giving myself nine to 10 months postpartum without even thinking what my body is going to look like. Because yeah, it, seriously, a good mindset. it took you nine to 10 months to get that way. 
Like, why would you not give yourself at least that time frame to get back to a decent place? I was like, that's a really, really good point. I like that. That was like my main thing. I was like, sick of hearing people like bounce back in like three months or two months. I'm like, look, three, two months when you have a kid, the last thing you're thinking of is what you look like. You're literally just trying to survive and eat and learn how to take care of a human. Like, that's the last thing I needed to worry about. So yeah, I love that one. I reiterate that one. Love it. I love it. I think a really good one too, which is kind of what I was getting at with the waistband. I just said it wrong is the quick fixes. Yeah. I used to do, I used to do everything in the world. Like the, the Stairmaster with the kickbacks, the the skinny tees. Like I at one point bought fat loss pills off Amazon when I was like 15. My mom is like, what are these? I'm like, I don't know. I I really was so like, believe that every little thing like would make me skinny besides like eating healthy. (laughs) Yeah. So we learned, we lived. And now when you're older, you're like, eat whole foods and work out and you're good. Yeah. I don't know why. Lift the weights. (laughs) Why is that just avoided? Not only is it good for your physical health, but also your body like down the road for years to come with your, it helps fight chronic diseases. Like I just, oh, I I just don't know why. It's because people want to make money off of these scams. And people are also lazy, Yeah, I would say, because that used to be me. I used to just, I would have stupid waist trainer while I'm sleeping and thinking I'd get like an hourglass shape. Number one, my body's not even built like that because I'm five foot two. My like ribs end here and my pelvis like or my hips yeah. start here. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get like a squinched waist. I've come to terms. Yeah. But that's just not me. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's crazy. Well, learn from us who are older. Yeah, You're right? 15 <laughs> and you have the detox teas and the waist trainers. We are giving you permission to throw them out. We will reimburse you for your loss. And and don't listen to the BS out there. (laughs) I love that. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for being. I know this was fun. Yeah, it went by so fast. It always talk forever. I know. I mean, is there anything else you want to say? Last words of wisdom? Anything you want to get off your chest? I feel like whenever I end a podcast, I'm like, oh, I wish I said like that, that, or that, or just like one more thing. Like, you can take some time and think about it. Whatever. I'm thinking. I feel like I, whenever people ask me questions, I spit out like way more answers than needed. No, it's perfect. I don't think, I think like a long lasting thought. I always say this, like, I know, like a quote, I kind of want to leave people with actually I have two quotes. Yes. Number one is the, it's a bad, it's a bad day, not a bad life. I've been telling myself that every day post prep. Um, And what was the other one? I don't remember what the other one was now. Oh, get comfy being uncomfy. <laughs> I love it. I love both. Those, of those are my my two favorite quotes at the moment that I keep reiterating in my brain post prep. So, I mean, not even post prep. Regardless, whatever you're doing, maintaining whatever, yeah. keep that in your head. <laughs> I think those are great. And that's my thoughts. <laughs> well, I Me love too. your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, this was fun. I'm glad. Yay! It was awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Go ahead, Jordan. Tell them where they can find you. Okay, yeah. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Jordan T underscore fit. Yeah, Simple. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> and we love it. You guys go ahead and show her some love. Let us know your favorite little quote. Thank you guys so much for listening and see you guys next time for some more Fun and Gains. Bye. You are listening to the Fun and Gains podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. 
Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.